and 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 goodwill hunting too stellan skarsgård in that movie yep. like i am where i am today because i was pushed yeah you know and it's like okay yeah you, you might be right it may still be evil <laughs> welcome to sincast presented by cinema sins everybody welcome to the zencast this is chris atkinson from cinema sins joined as always by the voice of cinema sins jeremy scott hello everybody yes and from music video sins barrett share hi uh today we're gonna do something we haven't done in a while because there were pandemics Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to preview the next three months. It's going to be a sort of fall preview up until the holidays, essentially. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we'll stop in mid-November. But we're also going to we're also going to discuss uh, movies that uh, will be out by the time uh, this podcast comes out, right? You look, yes. You're, you're looking at me weird, and I'm like, okay, I guess not. Yep. Uh, at least, uh, <laughs> at least one or two. There's of them. a couple that will be out by the time we come out with this podcast, but um, uh, so we'll start with August 6th uh, on this. Uh, so uh, the the big this is a big release, The Suicide Squad. Mm. Uh, James Gunn takes over. You all remember the the whole story he was about to do guardians of the galaxy three and then people found some old tweets and said you're a bastard and then he was uh you know i guess what we would call canceled for for like two two months uh warner brothers came back and said uh hey we like what you did with guardians of the galaxy let's see what you do with suicide squad and then he ended up doing going to be doing guardians of the galaxy three anyway right i mean so do you remember the sequence of events like he had, was it uh, uh, Brightburn that uh, he produced? He produced that. Because that was the first time that I saw him after that controversy mm-hmm. where his name was plastered up. It was like, produced by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. It may not have been Brightburn, but it was it was something like it that. It was 100% Brightburn. His, okay. his brother wrote it or directed it. Um, and I think that was before Disney had hired him back, but after DC had hired him for suicide okay squad. so dc said fuck it we're gonna roll the dice it and came say, out last week they went to him almost immediately oh seriously almost as almost as soon as it was announced he was fired by disney uh, dc approached him i i want to say it was within 24 hours from the, oh, the wow. article i read um because somebody at dc saw the future and mm. knew this was going to blow over or maybe somebody at dc just went We'll try anything. He's a name. He's he's. Uh, <laughs> but more I remember of a name feeling like Brightburn was being marketed off the controversy more than like they were p- marketing his name, but they were just trying to get people in the seats. I don't think they were marketing his name as you know this guy everyone loves right now. Mm. I think it was just he's in the headlines. Let's put his let's push it because he's just a producer. Almost uh, every every. Couple times a year, this happens. Like somebody who's famous produces a movie. Jordan Peele Jordan gets this Peele's a lot. Guillermo Candyman. del Toro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, I'm excited about Suicide Squad, or I should say, the Suicide Squad. Is mm-hmm. this uh, is this going to make money? I think it's going to make bank. I think it's going to make bank because, um, it's the first new DC film since Wonder Woman 1984. 
It is, isn't it? And, yeah. <clears throat> and that's a pretty low ceiling. I mean, <laughs> low ba- low basement to have to clear. <clears throat> uh, I think people are geeked about James Gunn's work in general. Um, I think they are able to look at what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and then apply it to what they're seeing with the trailers here and go, this looks batshit insane in a wonderful kind of way. I think it's going to be awesome. The trailers have me sold completely. Yeah, it looks. this is the first I've watched. Let's see, I've watched three different Suicide Squad uh, things uh, before this one. The first one was the, the David Ayer and then I saw a, you know, I was on that Batman uh, animated uh, Sins video that was basically a Suicide Squad. And then uh, Suicide, Suicide, there's another Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, that I've yeah. seen. <clears throat> Which is today's Sins video, as um, we know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and uh, none of those are, are anything that's fun to watch, really. Like, mm-hmm. it, they're trying to be, but they're just not. And this one really looks like this is how the spirit of this whole thing was supposed to be uh you know just fun jokes in there like even john cena i like john cena a lot but you know he's been in a lot of just weird stupid movies lately uh but uh talking about uh, the it was somebody i think she says i think viola davis says something about a starfish Mm -hmm. and john cena's like starfish is a is a a nickname for a butthole is that what we're talking about and she's like no and he he goes he gets to his notes and he goes no (laughs) i like the bit where uh i can't say his name uh the guy from the dark knight um Two-Face flips the coin and Batman saves him. David Mastella Chain. Or oh, something. I know you're talking about. He's playing Polka Dot Man, but somebody in the trailer goes, we're going to die, and the Polka Dot Man goes, I hope so. <laughs> 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 and then, and then uh, Stringer Bell is all like, oh, for fuck's sake, Stringer Bell. <laughs> uh, you know how I do. So if I can't remember the name, I just go with the character. Um, it looks really funny, and it looks wild. There isn't a giant starfish, uh, at, apparently, at the end of this. Uh, we've got... Obscure characters you've never heard of. You know, I think we're going to get some of that uh, humor we got in the Lego Batman where they were able to take obscure characters and play them for laughs. And, you know, I think this is what James Gunn talent is going to talent is going to be taking misfit characters that don't seem like you want to tell a story with them and figure out a way to tell stories. In a way, them. he's already kind of told this like told a story like this, right? Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is all about, yep. you know. Uh, people who are typically not heroes yeah becoming heroes yeah and uh you know that's a that's a pretty fair niche and i actually have been hearing that this movie has a surprising amount of heart so you could see a little bit of that in even in the trailer i mean trailers are trailers but um like the rat girl yeah seems like maybe she's got a little more meat on the bone than just being a rat girl you know what i mean well and this is i think her (laughs) first movie Oh, is it really? Uh, but I saw James Gunn tweet a month or two ago about how part of the reason she got the job was that the requirements, the first requirement was needs to be comfortable with rats hanging on your shoulder all day. <laughs> and like it was her at the audition with rats like crawling all over and she was loving it. Uh, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to play right. That's girl. one of those stories where it sounds awesome for this context. Yeah. And then later on, when we find out that, you know, she's got like, I don't know, <laughs> like a, a kill killer basement or something. <laughs> it's like a, a shrine. That was adorable when yeah. she had the rats crawling <laughs> over. Um, uh, just to go back to Brightburn real quick. Uh, it's Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn who wrote the uh, screenplay to Brightburn. He, nobody, 
of the Gunn family directed it, but okay. James Gunn was a producer on it, as as was his other brothers. So, it's um, a lot of brothers. Yeah, I think there's even another one. Anna Gunn. I don't. That's, she <laughs> would be a sister. There's a there's another one too. Uh, the one that the guy who acts. Uh, Sean. Sean Gunn. Yeah. There's another, I think there's Peter a, Gunn. So there's at least four. Yeah. Peter, Peter Gunn. Gunn. Peter yeah. Rabbit. Gatlin Gunn. <laughs> But uh, yeah, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll see what a success it might is or isn't. I'm going to say something potentially controversial. Uh oh. I am absolutely geek to be able to watch a big blockbuster superhero movie at home. Mm. Is this coming out? I keep asking this because I'm a moron. <clears throat> this is, is going to be doing on HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay. If you look at anything coming out from Warner Brothers in this next three months, they're all HBO. They're Max. all of the Warner. They though. they they announced this, I believe, last year december january maybe Somewhere january where they said everything in 2021 is going to be on hbo max so if it's warner brothers you can you can watch it there now i'm i love the theater i even occasionally like moments of watching a movie with a crowd if it's the right movie mm. but but pre-pandemic my movie going life was i put a knife in my pocket and i buy three seats so that nobody sits next to me like I'm thankful I'm not going to have to do that. I realize that's not everybody's story. This is Jeremy's story, massive anxiety. Uh, but I'm not going to have any anxiety watching this movie. Yeah. I even told Patrick, I'm geeked to be able to pay $29 for this. And he said, you don't even have to pay for this one. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, and I was right. like, yes! <laughs> yes! Um, you paid much more than $29. I don't, I, I don't mean to say that I'm like anti-theater, pro-streaming all the way. Uh, I just, this is the first new release that I'm going to watch on opening day at home since the pandemic. It's pretty rad, huh? I'm pretty excited, especially with my new TV. Although, from what I hear, HBO Max isn't always great with the 4K. But HBO Max is not always great with anything, to be honest with you. But. <clears throat> I don't know. I've never had a problem with it. I, um, I, I, I think I'm trying to remember how I, 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 I've got the, I mean, I got the Amazon 4K Fire Stick. And so it's, you know, the HBO Max on there looks good to me. So Awesome. Um, the next one on uh, this list, even though it's not a wide release, is Annette. I think the reason why you put this on here, Barrett, is you've got uh, Adam Driver. You've got uh, Marion Cotillard. You've got, uh, yes, Simon Helberg, who you may know from uh, uh, Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. Um, isn't that where you where you know him from? Simon Helberg? I believe so. Big Bang Theory? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, it's a musical, and it looks like, I mean, it looks like it's out there, guys. It's out yeah. there. It's one of those, you know, it's an independent, it looks like an independent, it's Amazon doing it. Yeah. It's a, it's a theatrical release. Uh, it looks, it looks good. It looks like a solid. Yeah. I don't even know exactly what this is about. I don't it's either. a love story uh, between um, Adam Driver and Marianne, uh, Marion Cotillard. And I think she is wildly successful and he is trying to be and it seems like some sort of incident happens to where the the jealousy or something overwhelms one or both of them but it's a musical mm-hmm. uh the 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 tagline much like the guy that was getting his butt eaten uh recently that was on av club and yahoo the 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 press coming up to this is that it's the first movie that you'll see someone singing while performing Cunnilingus. And apparently Adam Driver does. Hmm. Interesting. There you well, go. Well, some records don't need to be broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. 
Right. Do they? No, Marion Cotillard was the one that said this in an interview. She was like, I think that's the first oh, time that... okay. Uh, I thought you were saying like this was like a Oh, it's not a marketing. Point. No, no, no. I don't think... Well, I don't think so. I think Marion Cotillard I just I can't imagine that. that either the singing or the cunnilingus would go very well if you were doing them at the same time. We'll see. Yeah. Don't knock it till you tried it. Um... <laughs> The, but it uh, looks amazing. The visuals look amazing in this. <coughs> it does. It does. Um, the IMDb. Now I've seen this trailer twice, and I, and I like you know I'm Mike Barrett. I don't know really what it's about, but IMDb in a very succinct manner. Whoever writes these things, a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife have a two-year-old daughter with a surprising gift. There you go. There you there go. You go. There you go. Okay. But that comes out. I bet it's yodeling. Um. It, <laughs> It's yodeling. It's yodeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're like, whoa! Yeah. This, this kid can yodel! Yeah. That's surprising for and a two-year-old. And she plays a mean pinball! <laughs> um, it says on the on Box Office Mojo it's coming out on August 6th, and it looks like on the poster on the IMDb it's coming out on August 20th, I suppose, on Prime Video. So it looks like a two-week run in theaters, and then it goes to add to Prime Video. Um, uh, going further down August 13th, we have, believe it or not, don't breathe too. Have you seen this trailer? I've seen this trailer. I've seen all the trailers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, are they trying to make this guy a hero? Yeah, I think so. Although even in, even in the trailer, the, the bad guys in this movie say, because he's got this little girl with him. Yeah. They say, uh, I don't know who you are, but I know who you aren't, and you want me to tell tell her the truth or whatever. So it makes me it makes it sound like maybe the bad guys are maybe the good guys. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of hope so. Listen, In- I'm offended by this. <laughs> the fact that this movie exists offends me. Yeah, I saw the first one. Yeah, the first one offended me. Yeah, the second one. He's the only character you're going to bring from the first movie into the second movie? You're going to make the franchise about this motherfucker? Mm-hmm. And especially if he's not the evil bastard in even, this one. The first movie, he he was evil, but the so was everybody else. They were breaking into his house. Yeah. And that is a moral ambiguity I do not need. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, the, it's a, it's it's weird, right? Like he's the victim. At, he's the victim. If you go through his timeline, he's the victim, mm-hmm. and then in order, and he goes through the the courts to make sure that justice is done because it's his daughter dies in a wreck or something, and uh, the courts don't help him out. So then he's like, "I'm gonna steal that family's daughter, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um, put her in here and inseminate her until she." has a baby that is this the first time is this the most rapid double mention of turkey basters in syncast history i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah it may be the only mention of turkey basters because <laughs> there's a turkey baster in this movie full oh, yeah. of well in the first movie yeah for sure yeah i mean i'm not gonna see the second movie i did not watch this trailer full of papa dragon i don't care i don't care i think this movie is itself is evil the movie is evil. The trailer sets up so fucking weirdly, man. And I hope I'm wrong. And I hope, and maybe the whole series is about that moral ambiguity. But there, moral ambiguity flies out the window when you bring out a. Is this baster. supposed to be a prequel? Mm. I suppose it's possible. I really, I really don't. I mean, I, I, I actually don't remember if they supposedly killed him at the end of the first. Don't. 
I think he either got away or or it was shown that he was sur- survived yeah, it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, there's a, there's some ickiness to the fact that the there's a sequel. The whole thing is equi- icky. Yeah, the whole first one was icky. I I don't like I don't like this franchise. This franchise is not my kind of franchise. It's not a franchise. That's true. It's only a it's series. A sequel. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a series yet. It's just a sequel. No, but like, two more uh, movies and it'll be uh, uh, a a cinematic universe. Yes, it'll be. Yes. Right now, it's just a notion, but I think I can get money <laughs> making an idea. Turkey baster cinematic universe. Jesus Christ. Uh, the next one on this list for the thirteenth is Free Guy. Now Barrett makes a joke that it says previously scheduled for release in two thousand nine. However, this was August two thousand twenty that it was supposed to come. Yep. I was just off. Just, just off, tiny bit off. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Okay, so look, guys, I've seen this trailer a lot. I saw it. I saw it, you know, in the in the before times. I saw it a lot, um, and it looks like it's not very good. But uh-huh. but I want to see it. Um, okay, that is where I break with you. These trailers do nothing for me, and it's a very. It feels like a very try hard marketing campaign. Now, maybe this is because they had to sit on it for a year, and so they're going overboard with the marketing now to remind people the movie exists or to confuse people into thinking it's new concept outstanding i love a good high concept this is basically what if one of the you know side non-playable characters in grand theft auto was real and had consciousness these trailers look bad this does not look entertaining this movie is not my kind of movie (laughs) Uh, i'll be happy to be proved wrong and i do like ryan reynolds but this feels like a movie where we're relying more on his charm than anything else. I don't know. I don't know. I won't know until I see it. But I don't have a very good feeling about this at all. I'm not even talking about the 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 new stuff that we've seen. That Deadpool thing did nothing for me. There was a new one that came out yesterday mm-hmm. where he's like a big muscular um, version of himself. Uh, it's like whatever to me. Um, for me, it is the fact that you have. Um, it's just, it's, it just looks like it might be fun. Like they just don't, they don't really, they they don't have any boundaries in what they're going to be, what they're going to do in this and everything. And Ryan Reynolds is, is usually good for, you know, uh, to be funny at least five times in a movie. Yep. This is an arbitrary amount of times, but you know, at least five times. And Taika Waititi is another guy that, uh, you know, he looks fun in this. It just, it looks it it's it's the type of movie that I look at and go that's going to be terrible. I want to see it, <laughs> and it might end up being better than I thought it was. Um, but anyway, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. This could- is uh, probably the meatiest role for Taika Waititi since uh, Hitler. Well, I mean, he was it, his Hitler is all over Jojo Rabbit, but like I don't think he had a lot of screen time. What we do in the shadows is what I was thinking sure, yeah. about. <clears throat> Um, but he's such a good actor. I mean, even just his deadpan lines as uh, as Korg in the uh, in the MCU is fantastic. And there's just a thing, like you said, like Jojo Rabbit. He is all over that movie, even though his character is only in it probably you know a total of ten minutes or something yeah. like that. Uh, he is all over Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Even though his his Korg only has a few lines, mm-hmm. he really infects, and he's definitely all over uh, what we do in the shadows. He kind of infects in a good way, like an entire uh, movie. So, I'm I'm for it, man. I love that guy. I'm hoping that Free Guy is more Lego Movie and less Pixels. 
but yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> but it does seem to be in the vein of those films in terms of, like you said, the. That's what I'm worried about with the no boundaries because this most recent trailer that I saw, I'm not sure it's the newest one, but it just really feels like anything can and will happen in this movie, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know if that's gonna keep me tied. I don't know if I'm gonna have any stakes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we'll never, we won't know until we see it. But uh, yeah, I, we're, we're our expectations are low. Yeah, are yes, low. mine are. Yes, I think all of us are. Mm-hmm. All of us, all of our expectations no. are low. Mine is low. I want to see it. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Uh, also on the 13th, coming out wide, is Jennifer Hudson as Aretha Franklin in Respect. Respect! I don't like biopics much like you guys. I'm a little bit geeked for this one because people forget how good Jennifer Hudson is. Like, like she goes in and out of the public consciousness, of course. Did she win for Dream she Girl? Did. She did. Um, uh, she had the... The huge thing for American Idol. I don't know if she did. She she must have won for American. She Idol. didn't win. She came in second nope, or third, like fifth, something. Wow. I wonder. I mean, which season that you know was. how American Idol is. Like it, it it if you come out and do the same thing well over and over and over again, people start going. Well, can you do anything else? Right. Even yeah. though she's clearly the one person in that. And I and I watched that season. I can't remember who won. That might have been the Clay Aiken, Ruben Studdard season. Oh, was it? Wow. Um, Talk about. <laughs> but I, I watched American Idol probably up until the fifth or sixth seasons or mm. something. So it could have been any of those, for all I know. But but yeah, I think that's what. I mean, it was clear she was the best singer out of everybody who was left at the to- at the time. But there's other people who it's a personality contest as much as it's a singing contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, and I assume it still let's is. Let's not too. forget, uh, they could just be choosing who goes home and telling us our votes mattered. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, there are there are disclaimers, by the way, at the end of a lot of these shows. I don't know if American Idol had one, but uh, where it says producers made decisions yep. in this episode that may have changed the outcome. Yeah, even Top Chef has that disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Jennifer Hudson a lot. Mm-hmm. I think she won that Oscar for singing. Mm-hmm. And not for acting, because I saw Dreamgirls. Yeah, I'm the same way about that. But that being said, there's going to be a lot of singing in this movie, because Aretha was a singer. Really? And that gives me hope. But I hate biopics, man. I understand that. This is going to be lame. Aretha's life, I think, was was pretty uh, amazing. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, the reason I looked at you askance uh, when you said that she, she won it for singing, you're right. You're totally right. But there's so much emotion. It's like opera. There's so much. There's acting in There's singing. so much acting in that performance that you're going to love me uh, that I'm just getting chills thinking about her performance. No, it's, it's incredible. I that, just That you're right. It's not like while she's not good. singing that she's firing up the screen like Sharon Stone. I'm saying Sharon Stone instead of Meryl Streep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I think given it's like Cynthia Erivo in uh, Bad Times at the El Royale she conveys so much through her music I can see that <laughs> that uh, I think you can you can get an amazing performance out of mostly singing I think that's what Rami Malek probably uh, got was just imitating a dude really really well 
You know what I mean? I don't know. Cynthia Revo Revo seemed like it was she was she was equally talented in both when she came when Bad Times and El Royale came out. Like it, like I didn't even know that she was a singer until she they started casting her and other things. Like I didn't even know it could be when you're watching Bad Times and El Royale for the first time. You're like oh, that could be anybody singing. You know, she's just imitating yeah, the words or whatever. Yeah. But um, but I don't know. Jennifer Hudson definitely deserved to get nominated for an Oscar, and then but I think she won on the basis of that that uh i'm telling you i'm not going mm-hmm. song um uh because that's the that's the showstopper that's the one that you can't help but get pulled in by during watching dream girls um, weirdly enough she did not have that magic when she performed memories in cats yeah mm-hmm. it's funny how that even works. though she had the snot dripping down her nose <laughs> yeah most conspicuous but yeah snot. we wrote like 10 cents total about that snot <laughs> oh, abused me but yes i'm the same way about biopics i every time every time there's something i don't know what it is that's missing with biopics but every time it's like oh here's where this originated oh here's this where this started you know it's just there's i don't it's it's really just setting up things where it's like oh this was not legendary at the time here's here's how it became legendary and I don't know. There's something missing out of all of that. You know the songs, but you don't know the story behind <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the same way about this, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. You know. J-Hud is good. I wonder how old J-Hud is now. Yeah, we play this game every episode. My guess 36. Is, that's my guess. 36? Um, yeah, that's right. I just, you know, I hope 10 years from now to be like 2% as good at this game as Chris is. If I can get within five years, I usually feel pretty good. I bet you're within five years. Either way, you're within ten total years of span. She's going to be 40 next month. Wow! Just made it. Only barely. <laughs> That's nutsoid. <laughs> uh, the next one on the 20th is The Protégé. I've seen a lot of trailers for this. This is uh, Maggie Q kicking some ass with Michael Keaton and Samuel L. Jackson. Am I the only one that's a little bit intrigued by this? I'm no, sure I, I am. mean, I, I look, it looks like Maggie Q is the main character, which excites me about yeah. this movie. Uh, and then Michael Keaton is sort of the, I don't know, maybe the, it's hard to tell whether or not she's trying to beat him or trying to join with him yeah. in this. He's like the Ian McShane from John Wick. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She keeps talking to, like, there's a lot of conversations with them where they're not fighting or anything. So I'm wondering what, if it's like a double agent sort of thing. Samuel L. Jackson seems to be on the good side of this movie. But uh, Maggie Q, man. God, good for her, man. Like, I always thought, I mean, I, I remember from, <laughs> I actually said when I was guessing the goof last uh last week a good day to die hard what i meant is live free or die hard which was a little bit closer to my guess um but uh live free or die hard she was good in that for what she had to do but that's kind of like the story of her career right she's she's kind of the side character of course she's gorgeous of course she can kick ass but it doesn't seem like she's ever gotten a vehicle like this before yeah it's think. been a while like uh i mean she was in those um what was she in uh, what she in a bond movie at one point maybe not i thought she was in a bond i feel movie. like she was in x versus sever two yeah she was x, in x harder she's in mission impossible ballisticer she's in mission impossible three but anyway um 
No, I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and it looks like she's going to have a chance to be a, you know, a, do what she does best action star type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to run out to the theater to watch the protege, but I, I kind of want to see it. Um, they're probably overstating Michael Keaton's role. I hope not, because I love seeing Michael Keaton. I heard The Protégé is a prequel to The Mentor. Ooh, oh, yeah, exactly, yes. I don't know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> you know they're making that. Kenny Banya <laughs> is a mentor? <laughs> I can't <laughs> The mentee relationship. This trailer, by the way, starts off with a real Black Snake Moan vibe. Because it's Samuel L. Jackson playing the guitar, the electric guitar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, boom, 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 boom. And he's talking to her. And I wonder everything. if he can actually play. He looked like he was playing in Black Snake Moan, but it was just a simple blues yeah. riff type of thing. Um, I love it, man. I want to watch Black I just Snake figure Moan, everybody though. who's that famous an actor can play guitar and speak three languages. You got a lot of free time in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, might as well apply yourself. You can't or, all be like Leo in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and trash your shit. <laughs> Ian Wood is Eight the best scene sours. in the whole movie. Um, on, also on the 20th, we have the Hugh Jackman movie Reminiscence, which looks like Inception. What do we think about the prospects of this movie? I don't know. It doesn't... Now, it's hard to... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what jeremy said on to the next one um no the uh it, it, it's so it's hugh jackman who is has to, they have they have some technique where they can go back into your memories and he's looking for uh who's the woman in this? rebecca ferguson looking for rebecca ferguson in this um so like it's i guess he's trying to find clues as to where she could be at this point in time but she at the beginning of the trailer at least she physically comes into the the thing and he hooks her up right but we don't know if that's actually her or i don't know i don't either i kept i I was this trailer looks like it's got intriguing ideas it does but i don't know how the execution is and i was gonna say before jeremy farted um um he didn't really fart it was a mouth fart it was a mouth fart uh i was gonna say that this year it's hard to know whether a release date means something Hmm. right yeah yeah yeah. exactly august is not necessarily august yeah right? early i mean suicide squad has that prime last of the last week of the summer uh date uh that everybody tries for to get in that last thing before school starts this is i feel like in some ways the same i think we're back to normal a little bit on some of these release dates august 20th is not a good release date yeah that's where you see a lot of bad stuff usually and and if you're not and if you're not um if you're not uh confident in your movie august 20th is uh is kind of a kind of a death knell i would say yeah yeah. Uh, but it's it's like so weird i like the idea of like everything flooding and like it's uh in the near future i guess tendiwe newton is i think that's how you pronounce that uh is is in this as his colleague but yeah it looks very very inceptiony um and i don't know lisa joy uh who directed it but i'm sure she is a lovely person I'm sure she is uh also on the 20th um the night house starring rebecca hall uh comes out it looks pretty good 
This is a horror movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's got some stylish touches to it. Um, it. It's. I'm trying to remember. It's like her husband disappears, and then like the house changes. Uh, there's a there's a scene there's a scene in there where she comes back to the house and everything's in reverse mm. and she walks in and she is lying on the couch, so it's real trippy shit like that mm. where she opens the door she sees herself on the couch then it's her perspective from the couch she looks over and just sees a door open, mm. uh so it looks pretty cool um but yeah I want to see that kind of want to see that movie I like Rebecca Hall a lot. Rebecca Hall and Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson and Rebecca Hall. They're mm-hmm. battling it out. They are. What has uh, Rebecca Hall been in recently? I feel like Rebecca Ferguson has, has been winning the battle of the Rebeccas <laughs> recently. Rebecca Hall uh, did an indie movie a few years back with Jason Sudeikis. Um that I have seen twice for some reason. <laughs> of course you have. Um, and you still don't remember the name. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, well, she was in Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, right. Oh, but wow. Since, she, yeah. But since, um, but, but since we've all, we all try to purge that movie from our memories, mm-hmm. it's hard to remember that she was in it. Uh, she's also in Holmes and Watson. Talk about another movie that you want to purge from your memory. Ooh, Rebecca, uh, come on. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, on to the next one, which is Candyman. Candyman. Mm. I mean, Candy King. Candy King. Um, so let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Candyman is a real lore that predates the first movie. No? I don't know. Okay. That, that, well, that was my understanding when the first Candyman came out. Um. This second one looks amazing because it looks like an actual horror movie with depth and frights. And the first one was just more of a a slasher, as I remember it. I only saw it once, though. It's it's. I think it's still good. No, the first one has just it has it's it's more about lore than it is about slashing. Okay, the first one is. The first one has some slashing. Uh, It's just that. It, it it feels steeped more into whether this guy is real or not than anything. Mm. Virginia Madsen is going through all this stuff in the first one where she's like, uh, she's found out that her own apartment building was built on top of like a, a another, it was, was built out of another, was supposed to be a project basically mm. that wealthy people didn't want in the, in the, uh, there's a lot of like, just like really good subtext in there is movie. yeah um maybe it, i should watch it again there's some the there's world. some weird things in it that don't make any sense in in the first candy man are the bees part of that uh, yeah the bees are kind of part of that <sighs> uh although they they know they have an explanation for that but it's kind of i don't know it's kind of loose uh, it's just that there's a lot of things in there. We were like, did Candyman really do the things that they said he did in this? Or why did he do it? Mm-hmm. Why did he do it if he did? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, that's what's, what brings that original Candyman down, but it's got all the, okay. the, uh, subtext in it. Uh, this one looks like it might actually like, you know, this one looks like a better movie though. It looks great. Um, Nia DaCosta is doing it. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who's quickly becoming like up he's there in, in fucking my, everything. Yeah, he's really, really good. Uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, Watchmen. Like, he's, he's in the really, next Matrix really. movie. He's in the next Aquaman movie. 
He's in everything. And Coleman Domingo, another person that's, I think, a little bit older, but he's killing it. My Rainey's Black Bottom, mm-hmm. Euphoria. Uh, he was in something fairly recently, too, uh, that, that he's, he's terrific in. So... Yeah. It does look like a good movie. That's, I, I'm going to see this. That's one. the big draw for me. Coleman Domingo is like so fucking great, God, man. so good, man. Um, There's a lot of like heavy hitters. Of course, Tony Todd is going to be back. I don't know if the... I hope the movie has this as part of the movie, but the trailer has this like paper cutout, creepy kind of art dealie. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like animation mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that's part of the movie because that's honestly the scariest part of the whole trailer for me like it really gives me the heebie-jeebies by the way did you know this was produced by jordan peele produced by but i'm sure that's how it'll be right like he'll i love jordan it looks like uh it looks like there's another uh actor who's in this from the original vanessa williams not the vanessa l williams but vanessa williams um who was in the original is also in this so there looks like there might be some connections between this movie and who played Candyman in the first one Tony, Tony Todd. Todd, and he's not in this second one. He's he in it, but he's he's playing someone. Is it is Daniel Robitaille the name of Candyman before he's yes. Candyman? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so so he is playing Candyman in this. Interesting. Um, is it this was supposed to come out last year? Right? So it's yeah. come out in October. The right. reason why we had our Candyman video out right. in October yeah, yeah. was because it was supposed to come out then, um, and uh, so. Um, yeah, it looks really good. I'm looking forward to it. August 27th is a bad release date, uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, it looks good. Now, this is what will make you question whether something's a good release date or not. Of course, Disney could be just sitting here saying, "Fuck you, we've got the we've got the products. <laughs> Come on out," uh, because you know who gives a shit what what time of time of month or time of year it is. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Hmm. Yeah, my son, This of all the Marvel movies uh, in Phase 4 that were coming out, uh, that were announced, this is the one he's most excited for, because I think this has probably the best trailer. Ooh. Um, I'm on an island here. I really am. Oh, I, I don't know if you are. I'm, I'm not excited about this. Really. I, uh, it feels like all of Twitter is excited about this movie, mm-hmm. and it seems like everybody loves that trailer. And I am not, and I didn't. What's weird is I was really excited for this movie, and I was really excited for The Eternals, but now that I've seen the first trailer for both of them, I've lost all my excitement. I've lost my boner for Eternals, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's just, I I don't know what to say. It's, it just, it didn't didn't do it for me. Maybe, perhaps the movie will. Um, You know, famously, I thought that WALL-E when I first saw the trailer, it looked stupid, and that's one of my favorite. And The Pixar Matrix, movies. right? <laughs> and The Matrix. Well, so. Pixar, by the way, has always had bad trailers. Yeah. Uh, Finding Nemo, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> he yeah. said it out loud in the middle of a kid's movie. <laughs> the fuck I, is this shit? I, I, I did, but it, there were no kids present. I was, a, I was a projectionist. I was, watching, <laughs> I was watching something that had a trailer on it. Um, I and, do applaud them for embracing... A non-white, non-American hero. Not that this is the first time Marvel has done that, but they need to continue to do that, and that's good. And I can't help but be a little cynical that part of the reason they're doing it is to try and break into markets overseas that they have struggled in. But the ultimate net good is that, uh, you know, a hero of color will be up there on screen for 
kids of all ages to look up to. And 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 one thing that I was a little worried about was that, and we'll get to this on the Eternals, but one thing I was a little worried about was like how are they connecting it to to the existing universe so mm. that people go, oh, I need to watch this because this will be important later when the the real big shit starts happening yeah. and everything. Doesn't look like it happens in this trailer, but the Eternals has a little has a little reference to um has a little reference to uh the avengers and and thor and stuff like yeah. that i think not i don't remember if it was just thor but uh they they that's the one thing that they're gonna have to do to sell this i think because remember their their um movie that anchored everything back when they were starting to do all this was iron man mm-hmm. even though iron man wasn't high on their list of popular characters it was still something relatable to a lot of people so i don't know it'll be interesting to see if this one pulls a lot of people especially on a september 3rd release date um but this is the first character new completely new character in the mcu that they've introduced without any tie-in to a previous movie Mm -hmm. because even t'challa was in civil war before black panther came out of course uh black widow was in all those movies before her movie Mm -hmm. came out uh captain marvel you could say is the same thing. They got that little teaser in at the the end of uh, Infinity War, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, besides Captain Marvel, Shang Chi is is completely new. I, there's no reference to his character in the MCU whatsoever. I Not think. to date, no. But I do um, I do think from what I've been able to tell, they're going to retcon. Like I think the Mandarin is the big bad here, and they're going to retcon that Ben Kingsley Mandarin. Like not retcon for real, but he was a fo- he was a, ho- a hoax anyway. But they're going to have a real Mandalore. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to do that. Mm-hmm. The Mandarin, I believe, is the villain in this film. I think it. May oh, I didn't realize. Own, I think it may even be his own father. But I've only seen the trailer a couple of times. Um, Did you? Do you know anything about this character from the comics? No, I don't either. I have no reference at all for this character. I know. I didn't either, except for what I saw in Civil War for Black Panther either. I'm not comparing those two no. just because it's it's kind of minority led, uh, but yeah, I, but obviously Black Panther blew my pants off. So I, I have uh, high hopes for this. I don't I just, know about my expectations, but I have high hopes. I just hope he doesn't lose one of those damn ten rings and spend the whole movie looking for the the tenth one. It'll be like the end of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll be just like that. Yep. Gonna yep. have to go to the mushroom place. Mm-hmm. Yep. He could he could just run to San Francisco, you know. He could run straight to San Francisco, up that fucking little pyramid building. Mm-hmm. Movie over. Movie over. But no, we got to go on a fucking road trip. Yeah, with James Marsden and that girl. We do. Uh, limited on September tenth. Uh, it is uh, Paul Schrader's The Card Counter. Oh, which this looks awesome. good as shit. And you know what? <laughs> As soon as they were doing poker and all sorts of other stuff in this movie, I was like, I'm in this movie already. Yep. This yep. movie, this trailer looks fucking rad, man. This is right. This is this is the Paul Schrader wheelhouse yeah. uh, movie like this. Uh, uh, Oscar Isaac plays the guy in this. And uh, and Tiffany Haddish looks like they, they've given her a really ramped up role yep. in this. She's not just comic relief or whatever she's you know she's she's actually like a i look like a co-equal lead with mm-hmm. oscar Isaac and a love interest i guess yeah and a love interest they're getting uh, it on they, they are getting it on she says something about him being a poker player but it looks like he does a lot of other kind of gambling in this 
uh, it'll be interesting to see how much poker, how much like actual gambling things we see in this. That's what's going to get my fucking interest up. Uh, I'm sure there'll be his moments where he's, uh, you know, he's getting in trouble and people beat his ass over something. It's like rounders or whatever, but, mm. uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Martin Scorsese is, uh, is a producer on this. Uh, which is a fun sort of uh, recombination from the early days when Taxi Driver yeah. and Raging Bull. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. A lot. Willem Dafoe's in there. Is that Ansel Elgort that's in there too? I don't know. Did you watch this trailer? I saw the trailer. I remember thinking it had a lot of famous people in it, but I don't remember Ansel. And that so, Ansel, he's so hot. He's right. so no, it's, Ty, it's Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan. <laughs> oh well, I would not have. I don't know. I don't know if I would have confused those two guys. <laughs> uh, uh, did you guys see that thing where Evander Kane's wife blasted him and said that he gambled on hockey games, he threw hockey games to, to win money and gambling? Mm-hmm. That's not good. No, that's well, that's worse than what Pete Rose apparently did. Mm-hmm. And he's out of baseball forever. Well, Pete Rose bet on his own team. But he was never accused of throwing games no. to win. No, but... There were moments that were very suspicious okay. uh, in the Pete Rose thing. There's some, there's a lot of things about the Pete Rose thing we'll never, ever know. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's bad. If they, if, I'm sure they're doing a huge investigation they on, are. <clears throat> on this right now. It's crazy because she just put it on Instagram. And like an hour later, the NHL had a press release about we're aware and we've started an investigation, yada, yada, yada. And one of his teammates came out and said, I've gambled with him all the time, but I've never seen him bet on hockey. And I'm like, you are not doing him any favors, nope. buddy. <laughs> no, nope. sure aren't. Um, I mean. Oh, you're still stuck on that, are you? Are they not? Do they not look at all like? Uh, it depends on how old that Ty Sheridan picture is. That's true. That's true. I think he's in his forties or now or older. Is he no, really he's not that old? Really, Ty Sheridan? No. This is this is the guy who wrote Hell or High Water. No, that's. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's some. It's Sheridan, but it's not Ty Sheridan. Okay. Ty Sheridan is the guy who's in Ready Player One. He's twenty four. Thank you. I could see you confusing him and Ansel Elgort. Now tell me the other Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. I, Taylor Sheridan. I still can't see how he could confuse those two, <laughs> but it is what it is. There are a lot of people that I, I mean, it's like, it's like Ty Sheridan and then there's like Barry Keegan and then there's like, you know, there's like all these people that have these. Him and uh, Barry Keegan uh, and uh, Ezra Miller, I get uh, yeah, mixed up too. Yeah, I can see that. I can no, see if that. you were looking at the pictures that I was looking at, um, he looks he looks a lot like uh, Ansel Elgort, just in what I'm comparing. Okay. Normally, right. I'm an idiot. Uh, no, no, this that's time fine. I'm... No, that's fine. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. Um, September seventeenth, also apparently limited, but you gotta you gotta think that some of these are gonna be wide. Uh, I mean, I thought the okay. So the eyes of Tam- Tammy Faye, September seventeenth. <laughs> Jessica Chastain looks completely unrecognizable in this, <laughs> although. Sure but halfway through the trailer, I was like, this is fucking Jessica Chastain. This has got to be Jessica Chastain. And uh, you guys have reacted. What was the reaction all about? Is it about Tammy Faye or yes. this movie? Uh, no, the movie might be fine. I don't... I, I don't feel like she's the kind of person we should have made a movie about, even if it makes her a villain. Right. Uh, I just uh, They're both despicable human beings in my book, and hopefully the movie will make it 
that they're despicable human beings, but then I'm going to wonder if I'm just going to watch two hours of despicability. Like, who's the who's the hero of this? Is she going to be painted as the hero? Trailer kind of points in that direction. It seems like a I Tanya ish. <laughs> yeah, which was that thing depiction. that you sent the other day with the. Uh, was it uh, the Nick Kroll and uh, John Mulaney where they're talking about I, I, Tanya? Just think about Nancy Kerrigan, like who's been the victim all this time and then is being told that she's the the bad guy by the time this movie comes out. <laughs> I mean, it really does look like she's the one that was looking for goodness and Jim just wanted the money. But Jim was a, a pawn for Jerry Falwell and... What it could be, and who knows, I'm speculating. What it could be is is projecting from the perspective of those characters. They're trying to find the humanity in those characters. Trying to win an Jim Oscar. Ba- Jim, well, they're trying to ruin an Oscar. Jim Baker probably cried for real as he was being hauled off by the FBI. Good. Uh, because he thought, oh, not because I did something wrong, but oh, something is being done wrong to me. And is that Andrew Garfield that's playing him? Playing Jim Baker, yes. Um and uh, I like Andrew Garfield. I, I I mean this is this is a biopic. This is a biopic about a bad person, <laughs> bad people. Like I would watch an Aretha Franklin biopic because she's fucking awesome. I don't think I want to watch a fucking Tammy Faye it's Baker. This, this one and the I don't know if it's on the list, but the House of Gucci. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Both yeah, have the same on. kind of feel to me. Like we're we're gonna win an Oscar. Because we're going to win it for acting up. because of makeup and costumes, and the script will be an afterthought. That's my fear. Because this is that one's Ridley Scott. Sorry, getting off track. This does not look interesting to me. Tammy Faye Baker can go blow goats. Maybe you cut that. <laughs> <laughs> the men who blew at goats. <laughs> Now that's a sequel. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just First grew Asterity. up with these people. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up with people like this on the television. I did too, man. And I, I now know how much damage they caused. I'm not. I'm not here for it. Be Every awesome bit movie. as bad as Jordan Balfort, but but even worse because they appealed to a spiritual side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and it was a much greater swath of people. Uh, it is. It is horrendous. Looking forward to seeing Andrew Garfield as Jim Baker and Vincent D'Onofrio as Jerry Falwell. Yeah. I bet they're yeah. great. I bet Jessica Chastain is fantastic. Yeah, in this. yeah no, it, she's it always is. Movie. She always is. She's amazing every time. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think I will see this in theaters. But I will eventually watch it, and it'll. It, I'm looking forward to seeing the performances in this. Uh, but yeah, hopefully nobody comes out a hero. <laughs> um also showing up as limited on september 17th is cry macho the new clint eastwood movie oh. um what? there were no trailers for this so yes. it makes it sound like either yeah. i mean that's it's not unprecedented uh you know they'll come out with trailers just before it comes out and they'll just flood the market with them uh for september 17th uh i don't really even know what this movie's about even it's about, I bet it's about an old person. He is. <laughs> Eastwood uh, stars, from what I've read, as a retired rodeo, uh, rodeoian. Yes. Is, rodeo-ian. He, is he directing or just starring? He's directing. Rodeo-ian. <laughs> Has, okay, honestly, what is he now, 90? Yep. Yeah, he just turned 90, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm equal parts impressed that he can still direct a movie and 
depressed that he is still directing movies. Hey, man, he's the anti-Gene Hackman. <laughs> he's, he's, in fact, 91. Aaron uh, Dicer ruins everything. <laughs> he does. He does. There is that show called Adam Ruins Everything, which yeah. is kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> but Aaron does it in real life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, hey, what is uh, Eastwood's last... Really good movie. Uh, I liked Gran Torino. Gran Torino. And even that uh, doesn't hold up super great. American Sniper had its moments. Yeah, I, I think American Sniper is, is solidly good. I don't like the... I did the, like the mule. No. I didn't like the mule. I don't like the Richard Jewell. Oh, yeah. Did you like Richard Jewell? Uh, I liked it okay. I, I haven't seen it, it yet. I liked it okay. Um, I can't remember what bugged me about that movie. I think it was the whole, I don't know, it was it was the FBI getting things wrong and like it was coming, that that message at the time of when that movie came out, it was even though that movie is set in 1996, yeah, yeah. Uh, that message about the FBI getting things wrong and the reporter sleeping with people and all this was, was a bad little, timing. it was very bad timing. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I think. I think Gran Torino might be his best since I don't know. I guess we're we soured on Million Dollar Baby or never was good on never was. I um, think it's a very good movie. I, I I don't watch it very often. I only saw it once. It's too depressing <laughs> to go back to. Yeah, and yeah. then he did the uh, Flags of Our Fathers and, and uh, Iwo Jima. And Iwo Jima. Those are really both good. really good. Yeah. Iwo Jima is the best one. Yeah. Uh, that two or two for he did there. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Who knows? I mean, it's. I, I think he's had a mule, or you could get Grant Torino. He had, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, seventeenth. There's no wide releases on the seventeenth as of yet, and mm. I'm sure that will change. But uh, Blue Bayou uh, uh, looks like a devastating ice documentary, or you know, a, not documentary, but you know, sort of a. It's an ice drama, basically, is what it is. Um. Uh, a guy who's been living here for 30 years is suddenly taken from his family. Wow. I just realized you meant ice, the immigration force, and not a glacier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not like the ice storm. When you said ice documentary at first, I was like, oh, they're going to show us like Greenland melting. and and But no, it's ice, the, the, the yeah. government agency. Yeah. <laughs> not um, the vanilla kind. <laughs> Alicia Vikander is playing his wife, I guess, in this. And they, ha yeah. they have a kid. And it's that kind of a drama where he has been, he's been uh, taken. And then he has to go through the system, uh, which is notoriously long and, and uh, difficult to get through. And apparently he has a past. He has a criminal past or something. And that indicts him. And, God, I, I remember watching, it was a movie I Irekka warned a long time ago. It's got Salma Hayek and uh, John Lithgow. I know you're talking about. In it. And it's the first time, I th it's not the first time, but it's one of the first times I remember hearing, where are you from? And at the time, Salma Hayek was like from Southern California or something like that. And then he was like, where are you really from? Because she's obviously, or she didn't look American, quote unquote, American. And that's what happens in this trailer is this, this guy is like, where are you from? And he's got this thick ass Cajun accent, like homeboy in true blood Cajun accent. Mm -hmm. Like, and he's like, you know, I'm from, I can't do a Cajun accent. And they're like, no, where are you really from? And he's like, well, I was born in Korea, but I've been here all my life. 
And it's those kinds of things that, that I used to hear growing up in the South all the time. No. Not to myself. What was your name before you changed it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is not something I'm going to seek out in the theater, but it's probably something I'll, I'll watch. Now, Alicia Vikander, <laughs> that accent so far... That's not working for me. But oh yeah, maybe it. Uh, Is maybe she doing? She's doing a, a Louisiana like a, yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I uh, I looked up. We we've in this on this podcast we have discussed how this name is pronounced many times. I finally found her variety thing where they ask Google questions mm. and all that, and they always tear off the thing, and it's Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Vikander. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, the candor um that's how i think i remember her saying it if it's not right it's close i know the alicia part is right hmm. is she dutch she is uh pennsylvania <laughs> pennsylvania dutch <laughs> there are two types of people in the world those that are intolerant to other people's cultures and the dutch <laughs> are two people i hate in the world she is um something like that Austrian? swedish swedish uh, the movie you were thinking about with Salma Hayek is Beatrice at Dinner. Yeah, I like that that movie quite a bit, actually. Um, then we get to September twenty fourth, the wide release. The well, the the first alphabetical wide release I see on Box Office Mojo is Dear Evan Hansen. Boy, oh shit boy. is is fire. Apparently, uh, took Broadway by storm. I gotta skip it, man. Mm-hmm. It's all about suicide. Yep. Oh, he, that letter ended up in no the suicide letter from the guy. Yeah, ended up in Evan Hansen's hands. I saw the trailer. Like it looks like a couple characters in the movie in present time are contemplating suicide. I just immediately said, "I'm just I can't watch this." Yeah. I, looks great. That guy played the role on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Ben Platt. Platt. Yeah, um, Pitch Perfect guy. He's yeah, he's great in Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a hot my last hot fire rocket show. <laughs> I spit hot fire. People, people um, love it, and I think the movie's going to do big. Yeah, yeah. Um, from what I could tell from the trailer, he quote unquote befriends this guy named Connor who signs his cast early on in the in the movie. Um, and. It's not. It's not a real friend. It's not like a big friendship. It's just he comes up and says, "Hey, I know who you are." He at least wants to say he has a friend before because he, he's contemplating this. And um, and so when this happens, it that his parents think that Evan was his one of his best friends, and that he becomes important in this thing where he has to write. He has to uh, do a speech and a memoriam on him um and my guess is they everybody's expecting him to come out with some you know like glowing type of thing about his life and everything but i imagine by the end of it he's just gonna be like i don't know this guy he signed my cast once something happened where you know or i guess i guess there is could, could be some suspense to where he just goes the takes the high road or whatever and says he was a great guy he was awesome and because it looks like he's performing for his parents all the way through this, mm-hmm. performing for that guy's parents. Amy Adams mm-hmm. is uh, his mom. I think Julianne Moore. I mean, Julianne Moore is playing Evan Hansen's mom, and Amy Adams is playing Connor's mom. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, we have stuff. We have Amanda Stenberg is in this too. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Caitlin Deaver is mm-hmm. on this. Uh, so yeah, um, it it. What do you think? Does it look good to you? Or or I know Jeremy uh, wants to skip this. Mm-hmm. It looks good though. Yeah, I, I just yeah. Content yeah, I wise. think so. And I, th- I I am a bit of a sucker for these movie adaptations of Broadway hits. I'm one of the only people that loves Chris Columbus's Rent. Oh, I like it. <laughs> um. And I, I'm I'm usually good with this. I loved In the Heights. Um, did you ever see In the I Heights? I haven't seen the it yet. No. Um, so yeah, I, I, these kinds of things are, are usually up my alley. Mm. I totally understand uh, skipping it though. Yeah. All right, everybody, it's time to talk about better help. Better, better help. Better help. You know what's easier than going to a place, Jeremy? Not going to a place. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, yeah. Although you do go to a place, it's an online place. I got to tell you, man, I, I, I scheduled a, like a physical doctor, like a primary care physician appointment, and I had to go through everybody. I had to go through the receptionist. I had to go through the insurance person. Mm-hmm. I had to go through the nurse. Mm-hmm. I had to go through the blood draw person, and then I finally saw the doctor. Lovely experience. Everybody on that staff is fantastic, but it gets a little old when you have to deal with several, several people. With BetterHelp... When it comes to counseling, mental health services, you deal directly with this service. You go, uh, when you sign up, go to betterhelp.com slash syncast. When you sign up, you answer a few questions about how you're feeling. Be honest about those questions. That's not easy. You know, you'd think, hey, everything is fine. Um, And, uh, you know, I have no anger issues or, uh, you know, anything wrong with my mental health. It, it forces you to get real a little bit. Then they match you to uh, a counselor within 24 hours. They contact you, and you set up your own counseling room with the, the stuff. You can schedule your next appointment. You can correspond with your counselor. Uh, you can send attachments back and forth. It's fantastic. Uh, BetterHelp is made for uh, people like me uh, who just want to get the help that they need in the most efficient way possible. It's fantastic. We were talking at lunch <clears throat> just a little bit ago about What About Bob, which is a movie that's full of bad um, mental health advice. <laughs> Very much. Uh, but but the one thing that sticks out to me that is good, at least uh, if you apply it correctly, is the, the whole baby steps advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, because therapy can feel like a mountain that you have to climb. It can feel like Everest. But of course... The only way to get to the top of Everest is one step at a time. That's right. And you will have moments, like Barrett was recently talking about, having a breakthrough session. Um, And you'll have baby step breakthroughs and big breakthroughs, but this is a process. You can't expect that therapy, after one or two sessions, you're going to be like, oh, I feel better. (laughs) Everything is gone. (laughs) Um, It's it's a progressive thing. It's a a process. And uh, I feel like if you know that going in, you're better prepared. Uh, to have the patience, but it's also like golf. I'm all over the place today. Apologies to BetterHelp. <laughs> analogy on analogy on analogy. You, the reason golf is fun is you go out there and you, you, you suck. You're terrible. You can't hit it. Uh, it goes along the ground. It goes. You chunk the ground. It goes into the trees. And then one time in your round of golf, you make solid contact and the ball goes up into the air. And that is addictive. Yeah, it is. And that will bring you back to the golf course again. For another round of 99 crappy shots and one good one. But it's that kind of high from the progress that keeps you coming back for more therapy. And if you approach it as a process and you take your baby steps, 
you will feel better. Yeah. You get you get matched to a counselor that is right for you. If you're not vibing with that counselor after a few sessions, give it time to work. But if not, you can change counselors uh, with no judgment, no cost or anything like that. Go to BetterHelp. People, listen to me. <laughs> Go to BetterHelp.com. H-E-L-P.com. Slash Sincast. You know how to spell Sincast. You're listening to the show right now. Go there right now. If you have any issues or even a question about, like, maybe I could use a little tune-up for my brain, uh, do it now. Don't wait. Now's the time. It's so easy. Sign up from your computer, tablet, phone, whatever. BetterHelp.com slash Sincast. And thank us later. The uh, big release, though, the really big release that comes out on uh, September 24th is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> I just saw the new trailer for this yesterday. Yeah, I'm in. <clears throat> God. Um, that scene where what sold me. Okay, the reason I like the first movie is the conversations between Venom and Tom Hardy. Yeah. And this trailer shows me that that is going to continue, where at the very end he needs to fight Carnage. <laughs> Venom won't come out. <laughs> That's and a he's like, I'll let you eat whoever you want. I promise. And then Venom's like, all right. <laughs> he comes out. Um, I I think the first one is a hot steaming mess, and I love it. So I'm I'm in. It's weird how many people have that opinion of the first movie. Yeah, like that movie is, is a bunch of garbage, but I loved it. Yeah. It went for it, man. I I really appreciate. I guess Sony just said fuck it. You know, we're we're getting profits off of Spider-Man, splitting it with uh, with whatever. Let's just let whoever have control of it. And I'm sure there was the the interference when it came to the villain, the poor Riz Ahmed, just kind of doing a stock thing. Uh, but the Tom Hardy stuff is just fucking gold, and the oh. Venom stuff is just fucking gold. Tom Hardy doesn't even seem to be awake until he and Venom merge, like. He felt, feels like he's sleepwalking through most of that. And uh, you think? I felt like that. And then once he got the venom and climbed in the lobster tr- tank, from there on, I felt like he was, like, all in. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked his, like, dogged reporter, like, really annoying in-your-face type of thing. Yeah. I see what you mean, though. The, the whole thing went up a notch as soon as. Because Venom became a character. He's not the black ooze that encircled Topher Grace exactly. in fucking uh, in Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a character. And the sound effect that they made on it, the, the, characters, the CGI is really good. Yeah. yeah. I want to kill the spider. You want to kill the spider. <laughs> um, Makes it look even worse in retrospect. It does. It does. The, you know, looking at September, you know, studios are not looking at. I mean, I was speculating in August that maybe that it, they were releasing movies still on the old model. But when you have the new big Disney Marvel movie, the Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings coming out, and you have Venom coming out at the end of September. They are they've lost all their fucks about when mm-hmm. they're coming out with these movies. So may not have anything to do with how well positioned, you know, they they just look at a, an opportunity here where they have the month to themselves and they've come out they're going to come out with this and avoid that October, November, December where there's a ton of other stuff mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, well, the first Venom came out like early October. Yeah. Uh, which which is more in the sweet spot, right? Mhm. <clears throat> and and I don't know. I think it did surprisingly well for what the expectations it did. It, were. It, it killed. Um, I think here they've got it close enough to October where they feel like it's kind of like a preview going yeah. into that month. Yeah. Uh, but 
we're going into October, and I'm going to talk about two animated movies that there's no fucking chance are coming out on the same day. <laughs> the Addams Family 2 and Hotel Transylvania Transformania. What, what is up with that? I wonder why that's even on the schedule like that. I don't know. There's no fucking way these two movies come out on the uh. same day. That's called cannibalizing your audience, That's folks. right. That's right. Um, something with this Transylvania, right? Sandler's not in it Sandler's this time. not in it. There's a dude doing... It's uh, Brian Hull is doing a Sandler, Sandler doing Dracula. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Everybody else came back. Selena Gomez, uh, Andy Samberg, David Spade, because... Let's, What's let's be he real. doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Adam Sandler. There's a dude doing Adam Sandler doing That's Dracula. That's crazy. That's crazy. Adam Sandler just said, I've got enough money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do this two hours of voice work. This is the fourth God damn. I had no idea they were that um, popular. The Adams Family 2 looks like Adams Family goes on the road, a road yeah. trip, whatever. The Adams Family, Beverly Hillbillies. Yo, I, I mentioned it on there. This is going to be the fall of Oscar Isaac, though. Uh, it's not because of how he sequenced the filming, I don't think. It's because of all the delays and everything. But between the card counter, we'll talk about Dune in a bit. This, I think there may be one more. <laughs> and uh, there's a Chalamet uh, fall. Like, there's just, there's a lot of and And that's, happening. you know, and, and I think that's happening because you have movies that were held back yeah. that got moved to here. And then you had new movies getting made for this year that, but not that, that it's unprecedented for an actor to come out with, you know, Tommy Lee Jones had that 1994 year where he had, of course, that also had to do with movies getting pushed back to uh, that, uh, that year. He did Natural Born Killers, Cobb, Blue Sky, or is it Blue Sky? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he did Blown Away and yeah. he did, uh, what was the other one he did? Oh, uh, The Client, all in that one year. Mm. Um, uh, the, uh, the one that, I'll, this is going to be really interesting uh, on October 1st. It'll be interesting to see what a pull The Sopranos has on movie-going audience. Um, the Many Saints of Newark is coming yeah. in. Um, that trailer is pretty badass. The trailer's fantastic. Trailer. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, it looks like the Moltisanti family is a lot. It has a lot to do with this. We know Christopher Moltisanti is in the uh, the series mm-hmm. and i'm guessing that's his family that's sort of absorbed it, into this it would be a huge coincidence if there were two big multisante crime families <laughs> in, in new Vegas, jersey or true <laughs> very true jersey. but we didn't see we didn't see older versions of these characters uh-huh. in the sopranos though um i will say um casting his mom uh, oh vera for me yeah vera for is awesome the only problem is that she made that psycho show already so she's already played like a really terrible creepy mother but if you're gonna do a a young version of that evil woman from the show vera farmiga she's gonna nail that role that that scene where the the, they're in the uh, the principal's office and and she's like she says here the tests show that uh, tony anthony soprano is a leader and goes she goes (laughs) which is pitch perfect for the character I guess uh, Uncle Junior uh, p- figures very well in this. And I, I guess uh, Ray Liotta plays his father, right? Mm. I don't know. I, when I was looking at character names, I was surprised at the lack of Sopranos that were in this. But 
I assume your hesitancy comes from Michael uh, or uh, Gandolfini, the 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 kid version does. of Gandolfini. I don't want to say something bad. Well, we haven't seen. It. I I I think he looks amazing now. Yeah, obviously he doesn't look exactly like him, but he looks a lot like him because he's his actual son. But I think the stoop gate that Tony always had, uh, the when the guy calls him a jerk off, and he's like, "What'd you say?" Like, yeah, you could see, you can see his James dad Gandalf coming Gandalf out in that. him. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. You I don't haven't. know if he's been in anything. He's, I don't think he's, he's been in something pretty big. Actually, I, I was looking this up. I don't know if you guys had seen it, but. I guess not. Let's see. Um, oh, he was in the Deuce. You guys have never seen the Deuce. Mm-mm. Is that a show? Um, yeah. yeah, it was the uh, the uh, was it the guy who did the Wire. Um, oh, the porn industry. Yeah, porn yeah, industry. I have never seen that. Uh, and he was in Ocean's Eight as a busboy. He's only had nine credits. Um, but um, let's see. And he was in that movie Cherry. If anybody, I d- I will say I don't think David Chase is dumb enough. To build this movie around an actor that can't pull it off. Yep. So I don't think he would cast this kid just for the name or just for the look. Um, the uh, the only other like like other like recognizable name. Well, there's a lot of recognizable names, but uh, in that Soprano family, Junior Soprano's Corey Stoll plays him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if he's in the trailer. Um, and uh, you have people who are like Jackie Aprile is played by somebody named Chase Vett. Vashnin? I don't know. Uh but it looks good. The the trailer looks good. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. it. Um This has made me want to go back go, to the Sopranos. Go, go back and watch it all the way through. Yeah. Um I that's that's an investment. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I don't have a whole lot of time, but man, that show was so one of the most engrossing shows I have ever ever seen, including Breaking Bad including, uh, I'm sure, The Wire, even though I haven't ever seen it, uh, including Lost. Like, that show was absolutely uh, injected into my veins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on October 8th, No Time to Die, maybe, finally. I think this is the one movie that has been pushed back the most due to the pandemic. It was the first one to delay. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, it was the first one to say we're pushing it back. I believe it was April 2020. Yeah, it was supposed to come out, and then and then they were like, "Well, now we're coming out with it in November, and yep. now we're coming out with it in April 2021. Now we're coming out with it October 8th. I believe they are finally coming." I out. will say they just some company just pulled Clifford the Bid Red Dog from all theaters. Uh, oh wh- yeah, whichever studio has that movie really? has pulled it, and is presumably for delta variant covid reasons so hmm. we could be doing a fall preview next year and still be talking about some of these movies you are absolutely <clears throat> right I sh- and i probably should have uh, even uh prefaced this by saying there's a possibility of that happening uh if people don't get their fucking shit together that no time to die trailer is my shit mm-hmm. it's great I've seen it so many times. That moment in the woods when the car comes flying over him and it's and the camera turns and there's no cuts at all. I'm just like, mm-hmm. like yeah, if right. you hadn't just said it, inject it into my veins, yeah. like now. Like I will say to me that Bond trailers have always had trailer. Uh, Bond trailers have always intrigued me and interested me. And then I get into the movie and it's like an hour and a half of boring romance, morning bullshit, and then occasionally some fights. <laughs> Hopefully, this will be more Casino Royale or more Casino Royale and um, 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 Skyfall. 
Skyfall mm-hmm. than the other ones. One thing, uh, when, it, they they really went all in on this continuous story kind of thing, didn't they? Because they did. it looks like a lot of the characters are returning from mm-hmm. previous chapters. You got Leia Sadu is showing back up. You have uh, Christoph Vault shows back up as Blofeld. I'm sure Ava what? Green. He's not Blofeld. I'm sure a- gonna f- fucked up my joke. <laughs> It's like uh, I, I'm sure Ava Green is going to show back up as uh, you know his girlfriend, his dead girlfriend, v- Vespa. Um, what was her name? Vespa. Vespa Lind. Um, so this is Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Yeah, which is uh, another reason to get excited about this. Yeah, because he shot the first season of True True Detective. Detective, Detective. and he yeah. did that Maniac series on uh, Netflix. Honestly, what mm-hmm. was missing? I mean, was him for me in the rest of the True Detectives? Like, yeah, first one had a, such a distinct look and the other two seasons didn't have that anyway i'm i'm geeked about this one yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm also ready to put this final nail in the daniel craig bond coffin and see who's gonna get too. it next <laughs> yeah it's it's obvious after after that many times you just get tired of playing yeah. this shit over and over you have to get in a headspace even james bond you have to get in a headspace for it and you do it six movies it's has it been six yeah wow you look at uh, you look at like all the other bonds. It's it's amazing. Roger Moore lasted as long as he did. I mean, mm-hmm. Sean Connery lasted as mm-hmm. long as he did. I mean, uh, you look, you know, Connery wanted to stop doing it after that. It was before Diamonds Are Forever, and then and then Lazenby got in there for that one movie, and then they all right, I'll come back for Diamonds Are Forever. Um, yeah, a lot of these guys just don't um, believe it's six movies. Now that now now I'm questioning myself. I think it's five. Might be five movies. Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, uh, Blofeld. Was, was uh, Spectre, <laughs> yeah, Spectre the fourth one? Yeah, Spectre. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and, this will be uh, the, fifth. the fifth one. It's not the sixth one. Um, but yeah, even so, you, you get you do three or four of them. You're like, all right, I, I don't know how fucking Marvel guys did it. The fucking Chris Evans and that's Hemsworth why they were so fucking. Robert Downey Jr. I think he had to do it the most. Uh, of anybody in terms of like yeah i think he's in more mcu movies than anyone i think definitely is that's definitely right because he's even in the spider-man and all yeah um on to october 15th god october is gonna feel like the summer man yeah it is uh halloween kills the the sequel to the rebooted again halloween um you see the beginning in this trailer they're on the back of the truck and they see the fire trucks coming to save uh michael myers they don't know they're saving michael myers but they are uh it's so annoying i don't know watching them in the back of the back of that car going don't don't put out the fire like yeah that's gonna help (laughs) let it burn (laughs) i mean at some point what's the fucking point yeah right he can never die. So everything you do won't matter. This movie doesn't matter because you're going to make another one after Well, this. especially in the case of that last Halloween where they just, like, they, they she sets up all of this stuff just in case Michael Myers ever shows up to her house and then doesn't have an end game to mm-hmm. that. And they're like, oh, let's just burn him. Instead of like a whole bunch of other things that you could do while he's trapped down in this basement. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was so infuriating at the mm-hmm. end of that movie. He's mm-hmm. watching. That's how the end game was. And just saying, basically you're saying you want him to come back. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the, I, so looking at this movie on its own and forgetting about that first movie, I don't look, don't think this looks good. Mm. 
and I like look. It's fun. I, I like the people involved. Yeah. I mean, uh, Danny McBride and uh, J. Uh, uh, what's it? David Gordon. David Gordon Green. Green. Yeah, I was about to say Jason Gordon something. Cat and Jones. <laughs> um, but uh, there were. Uh, it, it just looks. It just. I don't know. It just looks. It. It's. We're back to. We're back to regular Halloween sequel shit yeah. at this point. Yeah. Somebody shows up now. I will say the one thing that does look different about this, it does look like Jamie Lee Curtis is getting a whole town to chase after him instead of everybody just sitting in the in the house waiting to be a victim. Right. Whereas in all the other Halloweens, anytime anybody would go and say, "There's this psycho killer who who likes to kill people on Halloween," people don't think think much of that. Now it looks like everybody believes the shit. And they're going after him, and maybe Michael Myers is the the guy they're going. And after. then Michael Myers is going to like break Christmas ornaments under the window. Yep. So when they come in the window, they step on the broken ornaments and Shit. hurt their feet. Shit, yeah, that's ex- <laughs> yeah, that's what that's. <laughs> I tell you what, this trailer does. It shows so many kills. It does. Mm-hmm. It shows him killing it's called Halloween, everybody. Called Halloween kills. Yeah. He, you obviously see him killing all, if not most, of the firemen. You see him yep. killing the old dude, mm-hmm. and it's like, I know all these people are going to die. They're going to be guess, twice as like, much as that. <laughs> but do you have to show all that stuff? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, for the horror audience, uh, kills are a big, important part. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I find kills usually boring, but. Hey, except in Freaky. Those are right. awesome. That's right. Uh, also coming out on the 15th. A movie that uh, that you guys were huddling around watching a trailer when I was walking in. The Last Duel mm. comes out. <laughs> the Last Duel. <laughs> Matt Damon looks pretty ratty in this. It ben is. Affleck looks pretty ratty. Amy Adam Driver looks pretty ratty. It looks like it's. Are they fighting a whole war over this woman? No, they are um, dueling. They're having a whole duel over this woman. This oh, is a true. One. This is a true story. Okay, yeah. so the battle itself is to get to the duel. I don't know what the battle is. Okay, consider the battle background noise. Okay, the the story as I know it is that one lord lady get fucked by another lord or raped, accused. Yes, accused of. Rape. Sorry, I did not mean to. No, no, no. Make I, yeah. that light. Uh, and to to protect his good name, there becomes this duel. Yada yada. I think Affleck. It's just like a bystander. Yeah, and he's he's a friend of I think Adam Driver's character, and it's Damon and Driver that are going to duel for two plus hours. And this is <laughs> ostensibly yeah right. And this is ostensibly the last trial by combat, last duel in right. the history of medieval France or something. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I yeah. think it's medieval France. <clears throat> Let's just go with that. <laughs> we come from France. Oui, <laughs> uh, uh, oui. <wee>, wee. <laughs> <laughs> It the uh, it's Ridley Scott. It's it has the chance of being great. Has the chance of being eh. Yeah. Well, you what know we what? do know is that Ben Affleck is blonde mm-hmm. and he looks terrible. But yeah. between this movie and House of Gucci, one of them will likely be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've got a fifty fifty shot. Yeah. On October twenty second, where we have um uh okay, so we'll, I'll save the bet the big one for the last one, but uh, Jackass Forever now. This is the fourth Jackass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I see a trailer for Jackass, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but, it is one of the best audience movies yeah. you can ever watch. Yeah. Um, 
I uh, I remember I remember I, w- I didn't watch the show at all, but when the first Jackass movie came out, and I was at Hollywood Twenty Seven at the time, I was like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch this. And I watched the movie. I think it was with me and somebody else watched. It. Had a good time. Mm-hmm. Then the opening night happened, and it was sold out, and uh, pe- all these people just just having a grand old time, man. It's that type of movie. Now, has Jackass translated to 2021? Are people going to want to watch Jackass in 2021? Oh, there's a good chance that they will. I don't know if uh, if the audience specifically for Jackass will translate into box office. But I think there's still an audience for it. That's why Ridiculous plays 24 hours a day. Ridiculousness yeah. plays 24 hours a day on MTV. Um, I think people are ready to see someone get hit in the balls. Yeah, maybe. You want to know uh, how much... I know you guys think I'm an idiot anyway, but like how much of an idiot I actually am. In that next fucking level Twitter account that you know of, yeah. right? um, they they st- retweet a bunch of other similar accounts. And there's one called Nutshots. Mm, nice. And I scrolled through that motherfucker for about 30 minutes. Oh, don't be, I don't think you're, first of all, I don't think you're stupid, uh, especially not for that. My wife and I used to, like, every Friday night, watch like an hour's worth of fail videos on YouTube. People like But I became and, I became Dax Shepard in Idiocracy watching Ow My Balls. <laughs> I literally, I found myself and I was like, I'm watching Ow My Balls. Well, you know what? Well, the fact of the matter is we're already here. <laughs> there's there's that show Wipeout on TBS that John Cena like hosts. That one too. <laughs> okay, but I'm saying that's we're already at uh, Owl My Balls or Who Stole My Pants or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, yeah. What was the Lego Dear, movie? Where are my pants? Where are my pants? Uh, we're already there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I I think they're all old now. Uh, mm-hmm. Knoxville is fifty, I think, uh, and. Uh, but I've always had a soft spot. I watched every episode of the show. Um, some of the stuff is too gross even for me. Uh, but the stunts are fun. It's fun to watch somebody fall down and get hurt. Well, and they end on uh, on an intriguing one where they put honey and salmon on this guy. And then they put a bear in this room with him. Well, I don't know about that. But I know the guy who <laughs> jumped in the water with the sharks got bit by a shark. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because I read about that, and he regretted doing that stunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's in the movie. Um, well, if you got bitten by a shark and it's not in the movie, that's malpractice. Yeah. Well, if you've got footage of motherfucker getting bit by a shark, better make it worth it. I think that guy, the jackass, who's the what? What you said his name a second ago? Jaw, 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 danger, Johnny Danger, Johnny, Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville. Knoxville. Uh, he's got the best contract writer, like the best waiver writer in the world yeah i bet to get his buddies to do all this stupid shit and not sue him yeah 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 i mean they started off all being on the same page essentially and now you've got bam margera who was part of the troop that's begging to be back in the movie he's angry because that's this is the only place where they can make money knoxville is the only one that made other movies um you know he made uh skip trace with the uh uh one other one that's just as famous the one that got off drugs steve-o steve-o i think he is just as famous as knoxville at least on reddit uh he's a oh maybe so i'm I'm thinking like hollywood uh johnny knoxville has been in 
Oh, know, well, he was in a that decent amount of Dukes of Hazard and The Ringer, unfortunately. The Ringer. Uh, but uh, fucking Men in Black. I mean, so oh, yeah. so he's had he's had a decent career both as a stuntman and as an actor. I think. Also on the twenty second, Ron's gone wrong, which looks like Big Hero Six. A lot like it, right? Yeah, and even Zach Galifianakis sounds kind of like Scott Adsit. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's about a, a, a hot new toy robot AI thing that can change into anything it wants or whatever. And uh, the, it, the the kid, this kid's, I guess, the hero of this movie, watches a commercial and he's excited about it. His father brings him home one, and it's uh, kind of a malfunctioning one. And um, and so, uh, what adventures will they get into? Uh, but it looks like Big Hero Six Mash was like short circuit or something like that. <laughs> uh, then the big one on October twenty second is Dune, Denny Villeneuve's version of Dune, another movie that has been pushed back a lot due to the pandemic because this was supposed to come out in like maybe last year at the same time or something, uh, and then it was summer and then they moved it again um uh this looks incredible yeah i think it i i I don't have any skin in the game with the story i never read the book saw the movie maybe once and a half times uh but this this looks amazing and it wasn't villain of one of the um the 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 nays when it came to wb releasing shit on uh hbo max he was like no, I think people should see this in the theater. Yeah, I think so. And a movie like this that looks like this, you want to see this in the theater. I would much rather see it. I, I mean, I, I too like the convenience of watching it at home, but I, I think I'll see this in the theater. Um, this is one that I'll, I'll IMAX. I'll IMAX this bitch up. I, uh, not only do I not have skin in the game, I could give a rat's ass about Dune mm. until I saw this trailer. It's a good trailer. And the trailer's amazing. Um... The trailer is already an easier to follow story than the first movie, in my opinion. That's true. <laughs> and uh, those visuals, baby. Like, here's what happened with Blade Runner 2047, whatever the fuck it is. <sighs> That's the prequel to Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> the visuals on repeat viewings wrapped me more into the story until the story began to ring more true to me. I think that's what's going to happen here. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch Dune, be fairly confused by the story, wild by the visuals. That will make me go back to it several times, and eventually I'll understand the story and love it. Look, he's got a long history. Even Arrival now, I mean, I think Arrival, despite how cerebral it was, it's probably easier to understand than something like Blade Runner 2049. But on repeat viewings, because you start to get into the story in the background more you start to appreciate it more. I think that's his thing. Enemy was the same thing. Uh, I haven't seen Prisoner, but like, uh, Prisoners, but uh, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of his thing. I'm I'm geeked for this one. The cast is incredible. Um, I've got, yeah, Timothy Chalamet, you have Zendaya, you have Rebecca Ferguson, you have Jason Momoa. It's It looks awesome. Oscar Isaac, uh, yeah. Brolin. I will say, I will say that watching the David Lynch Dune recently, made me want to read the book because it was it felt incomplete hmm. and it was like there's hmm. a lot of stuff in this that feels now i've read the book but it was like in 1995 hmm. i couldn't tell you anything about it anymore uh but i i, I kind of want to read it again because it there's really cool things in that they bring up in this it's just that movie god 
God damn it. <laughs> like, there's so many things in there. Am I the one? <laughs> and, like, just so many, like, whisper, whisper narrations that are in that movie. Uh, but, and then you see this, this better version coming out. It's like, man, do I have time to, like, just, uh, rip through a book real quick <laughs> and uh and then maybe get through the other eight uh books that he's he's written uh dune looks awesome looking forward to it the other limited release uh on the 22nd is the french dispatch which uh looks like wes anderson making a wes anderson movie he is completely up his own ass right now yeah i gotta tell you i'm glad you said that because i feel like you two already hold his work a little higher in esteem than i do but uh, every Wes Anderson movie is the same for me in that I have to wait for people to see it and tell me if it's good, and then I'll go watch it. Yeah. But and then I'll and then I'll think okay, but I still don't understand what everybody else saw. There are like I just don't I don't I don't get it I don't get it I feel like he's the Michael Stipe of filmmakers. <laughs> Sometimes shit is weird analogy. just for the sake of being weird. It's a great analogy. No, this is uh, it, it, when I was, you know, Wes Anderson making a Wes Anderson movie. I mean, it just it, it felt like a parody watching this trailer. It felt like that horror movie parody that uh, SNL did yeah. uh, a while ago. This is Chalamet on Chalamet action. It right? is. It is. This weekend. It is. Um, it's got every. Watch that. It's got every. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. That's how <laughs> that's how that would work. <laughs> Let's bump them together a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully they're not circumcised and they can do the double docking. Um, <laughs> I forgot that little bit of the D to D. So, yeah, like there are elements of this that look awesome. Yeah. There are other elements of this that are like everybody's looking at the screen. Everybody's doing this like weird, quirky shit. I don't know. Well, I'll end up watching it because I like Wes mm-hmm. Anderson, but yeah. but this is this is the first time I've seen. Maybe I don't know. I think the I think the same thing could be said for uh, the the Grand whatever the fuck hotel Budapest, Budapest Hotel. hotel. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel was like that. Trailer was like that kind of. It was, but that movie surprised me with yeah. how much I I enjoyed it. So I'm hoping it's the same with this. But man, it does look like he's indulging. October 29th, uh, what looks like the coolest movie of this preview, The Last Night in, Last Night in Soho. I Ed, can't wait. Edgar Wright. Doing uh, horror. Doing horror, which, uh, and it looks like a throwback kind of horror, too. But uh, it's got that Thomason McKenzie, who's in everything these days, playing someone who sees herself as Anya Taylor-Joy in, in in every mirror that we see. And don't we all wish for that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and I guess this is uh, leading up to some sort of twisty kind of ending. I'm not sure. But it looks like it looks like the fucking coolest movie. Shit, at the end, she's going to have been the Black Swan all along. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Who will emerge to become the real Swan? This doesn't. This trailer does not look like an Edgar Wright movie to me. No. Um, but I am in. You know what? It it's it look. I mean, not tonally or or anything, but it's kind of like how Paul Thomas Anderson felt about his work after he did Magnolia, where he said. I'm t- I, I keep writing these things and it seems just like me. That's boring. I need to do something new. So then he went on to do, what was the movie he did? Uh, he did, well, he Punch did Punch Drunk, Drunk Love, Love yeah. I think was after that. And then, uh, you know, There Will Be Blood and stuff like that came out. Um, 
that's what this looks like. Edgar Wright's like, okay, I've done that other stuff that people like. Let's let, I have other interests. I have other, uh, and if you ever hear, watch him get interviewed about movies, he's just as, uh, steeped in movie history as Quentin Tarantino. Is. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I'm looking very forward to last night in Soho. I will be watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's going to be awesome. all the, by the way, last, I'm sorry. The, the whole slowed down, creepy pop song in a trailer has hit its nadir at this point. Yeah. Everybody, including Black Widow, has one in the, the opening credits of uh, Smells Like Teen Don't Spirit. we really blame Johnny Cash for this? No. I do. Come. No, it's the, creep, t- it's blame, the creep song at the beginning of uh, Social, Network. Social Network's trailer. Um, didn't Johnny Cash's slow duets come out before that? Didn't he do Hurt before that? He did, but it wasn't in a trailer. No, but he slowed down other pop songs well, for the, his... I think the slowing down of other of other pop songs had always been done. It's just that that Hurt was a big, huge... Right. was a huge hit. Right? I mean, other people had done slowed down versions Oh, for of, sure. Uh, for instance, uh, what was it? Who's the band that did the uh, Superstar? Uh, the the, Carpenter, the Carpenters did Superstar. Oh, Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth yeah. did that... Uh, Don't you remember you yeah. told me... Lo- and that was in the High Tension trailer. Yeah. I would say maybe even far as back as then is when they did that high tension trailer. Let's do the reverse. Let's take slow songs and speed them up. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is that we, it, it, this is undercutting my point, but uh, having uh, Downtown, that song, as the background for mm. Last Night in Soho, fucking rules. Yeah. Forget well, all your cows. Especially because... We have that. That's the song that was played in Nashville at the Christmas bombing. Uh, the oh, eerie song yeah. that ran through the streets. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Was that song? So it's extra creepy for me. Uh, I don't think we need to talk too much about Antlers. This is a horror movie that's coming out. Carrie Russell looks like a creature with antlers, and it's scary. it's Wendigo. It's Wendigo. Yeah, Tusk. Uh, it's Tusk. <laughs> November fifth is the Eternals, uh, and uh, it looks it looks pretty good. I agree with you that this trailer uh, didn't really do anything for me because it, it, it seems just like a standard Marvel trailer. But the subject matter I am geeked for, I think. Yeah. I hope we get some Chloe Zhao stuff in there. Me too. Um, but yeah, trailer did not move the needle. If, 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 if history is any indication, no, we probably won't. Yeah. I think most directors get this job and they're sort of told i mean they may be allowed to do a couple of things but if you veer away from that marvel winning formula in mm. any way yeah you're right you yeah you're right you uh november 11th uh is ghostbusters afterlife looks good yeah you guys think it looks good uh the, i only saw the most recent trailers is the only one i saw and it looked good to me it looked um it looked like it was pulling from the Stranger Things where it's not going to be flat-out comedy. It's going to actually have some creep factor to it here and there. I also like the idea of it being out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Whereas everything else has been in the city and everything. It seems like movies always get hung up on this. You know, this is going on in the city. Like, I'd like to see a Purge movie out in the country somewhere. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Western style almost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I have reservations about this movie. It does look good. Uh, 
the they, the continued going back to watch YouTube videos of the Ghostbusters commercials during that one that one trailer I saw <laughs> is like okay okay all right all right all right okay all right a lot of a lot of uh, you know uh, fan service but we'll we'll see I like the I like the setting we I do like have a, a solid director mm-hmm. Jason Reitman yep um and I don't know uh, have you guys looked at the cast yeah yeah Paul so, like, Rudd everybody well um. All the original people are in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Annie Potts is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, She's in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't. And it looks like at the, the end they call Bill Murray or somebody. I think that's Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. Is it Dan Aykroyd? Spook Specter. But or Bill Murray's in it. Um, the, you know, everyone who's alive yeah. is in this. Um, so I'll be. I hope they do that well. You mean you didn't like it how they did in 2016? No, that's exactly <laughs> my point. Like I would love to see them. Working together, Paul Rudd, a bunch of kids, and four old dudes yeah. who, with experience, and it, it becomes this. I just think that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, November nineteenth, Top Gun Maverick, another movie that has been pushed back forever. Talk about IMAXing that bitch! Oh, I'm going to IMAX the fuck out of that. That's right. Thing. I'm going to get the seat that's inside the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's ever been a movie that's gone faster from. That's dumb. I have no interest to that. Looks rad. I'm in. Mm-hmm. But but knowing the director is Kaczynski and is Kaczynski. Yeah, the Tron Legacy guy. Yeah, and then uh, and what he did with Only the Brave, which is amazing. And then seeing that first trailer, uh, and I was sold. Like, and you also know Tom Tom Cruise at this point is has the resume to where he's not going to do anything half-assed. No, and he and he's he's probably already knows how to bomb libya and shit from he actually he's doing movie. that right now um yeah i also think he has a good picker in that he's not going to do a top gun 2 just for cash yeah he's only going to do it if he can challenge himself if it, he thinks it's a good movie um so i have a lot of hopes for this i think it'll be good yeah 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 i'm looking forward to it i i would have never i would have never like top gun 2 in the 90s when they were talking about i think when they were first talking about it maybe after uh, 86 when they were first talking about it. I don't think I would have been excited about a top. I don't gun think too. so either. What's crazy is going back and watching it, which you and I did fairly recently. Mm-hmm. How amazing that cinematography was, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was all the way back in 1987, 87, 86, 86, where I didn't realize that they got a lot of one shots with those jets, and they got a lot of like inside action. That flat spin that I think we yeah. ended up taking off a. Oh, well, I won't say that it hadn't come out yet. Uh, that flat spin is terrific, mm-hmm. I, and and I don't know how they did that then. Yeah. So think about what they're gonna do now. It's I gonna know. be awesome. Round rounding us out just before Thanksgiving, uh, we also have on November nineteenth King Richard, which is Will Smith playing Richard Williams, the father of Oscar Serena, Bait, the father of Serena and Venus Williams. Also, can I just say he seems like an asshole. What Richard Williams or Williams Will in the trailer? That man looks like an asshole. Like, and I saw somebody say, I saw the trailer on Twitter. Try not to do that, but underneath that, somebody said, "I hope this scene is in it." It was a real scene where somebody was interviewing one of the girls and said, "Why do you have so much confidence?" And the dad interrupted and started yelling at the journalist. Hmm. My daughter's going to be one of the greatest. That blah 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 blah. Like, I feel like there's a kind of a Tiger Woods similarity here, where he pushed them so hard. And was so adamant to anyone. I don't know if he's going to come off That's looking as Jesus-y as this movie thinks he is. Well, I don't know if they're going for that. And I hope 
they don't. I I mean, it's another goddamn biopic. Yeah. Well, when I first started this podcast, I was like, I don't mind biopics. <laughs> that was six years ago, and now well, I'm like, God damn it. I, one thing that kind of fucked with me was we're going to make a document. Well, document. We're going to make a biopic about Serena and Venus, and they're not the they're main not the characters. characters. Yeah. They're not the main characters, getting- and they're still in. They're in the twilight of their careers, but they're still playing. Who, okay, yeah. who knows what the movie's going to be, but the trailer is giving the credit for their success to the dad. Yeah. I hope the movie's not doing that, because they did that. And, you know, like if we did a biopic of Tiger Woods, and it was all Earl driving him to the golf course at five in the morning and being a dick. Jangling like, his keys. be disappointed with all that shit. I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it, there's, a, there's a possibility it's both, and one part of it was not good. Like, they That's are true. extremely talented uh, tennis players, but maybe they wouldn't have been as good if it wasn't for somebody who pushed them. I think it's, oh, now we're back to whiplash. It's arguable maybe they wouldn't have been as good if he hadn't pushed them so hard, but and 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 goodwill hunting too stellan skarsgård in that movie yep. like i am where i am today because i was pushed yeah you know and it's like okay yeah you, you might be right it may still be evil <laughs> <laughs> you're right but you're evil yes that's right um so that does it for our hol- uh well our three month next three months preview of what's coming out we'll do a holiday one if we're not ravaged by delta variant by that point it felt good man yeah it felt good to look forward to a somewhat set schedule at least for now i agree uh felt felt like normal i always looked forward to these episodes back in the day when we kind of had an idea of what was coming out when mm-hmm. uh so yeah this is this is nice to get back to. yeah um all right well uh keep going to syncast presented by cinemasins on facebook we're also on cinemasins twitter music video since twitter discord and soundcloud um that's going to do it for this uh, episode it's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Kids! Oh, this is at Opryland. You guys are probably staying out there. And then I was like, there's no good places out by Opryland. Santa Fe Cattle Company. I like that place, but it's not good. And there's a there's a catfish place called Cock of the Walk that's really really good catfish and like good corn, good southern food. Why is it called Cock of the Walk? Uh, I don't know why it's called Cock of the Walk. They have a cock on the uh, sign. Yeah, I passed it many times on Briley, and I've always wondered. It's great. It's great catfish. Like it's some of the best catfish that you'll have. What in if the I city. hate catfish? <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Like sides and and like chicken and stuff like that too. I've always had the catfish. Catfish is like, like a like you Southern people are weird about that catfish. I gotta be honest. Like yeah, it's not that they don't have catfish in Indiana. Yeah, but it's not everywhere. And yeah, it's everywhere here, and it tastes like dirt. It tastes like like chewy dirt. <laughs> I am uh, not a big catfish person either. <laughs> chewy dirt. Chewy dirt. The rain is chubby because the aliens come down to Earth in the raindrops. 
That's why it's chubby rain. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bowfinger for you. <laughs> Start your day off right. Uh, I don't know if you've had... I'm sure you've had good catfish. I'm sure you... Like, you know... Objectively good catfish. You okay. Just don't Objectively, like catfish is popular in the South because no, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I, I was going to say that you got the wrong catfish, but I'm sure you've had and good. It's not good, and it, it, it and people can afford it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I, I, I maybe it's an acquired taste. I hated wine the first time I had wine. <laughs> Now you love that shit. I love that shit. <laughs> um, I was watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall, because I always What? Am, and I love that part when he's trying to... <laughs> she's like, do you feel anything? Because it hurts me. <laughs> the Jack Brayer, or whatever his name is. <laughs> God put our mouths on our head for a reason. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is the thing where he's like... God would not put a landfill next to a playground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, of course, I was watching Happy Endings again. And uh, Penny, the Casey, uh, Casey Wilson character, uh, her boyfriend was like, oh, you know, that's quaint. And she's like, quaint? Isn't that the area between a girl's penalty box and her goal? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the 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 shit that they get away with and network shit. Like uh, my wife is watching Glee now. Mm. She's going back and watching these old like Gossip Girls she got through. Mm-hmm. She's watching Glee and Jane Lynch. I forgot how great Jane Lynch is in that show. Oh, I never really awesome. watched all. I haven't either. But like she and Molly Shannon were having some sort of face off, and she was like, "You do that to me again, I'll kick you straight in the taco." <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I watched the first two seasons of Glee, and then I was did you like it? I was done. Yeah, I liked it, but I was done after the second season. I don't remember why. That's- and now Ryan Murphy is a mogul. Was he a mogul before that? Didn't he? What did he do before Glee? Uh, uh, Glee was the first time Nip- I remember hearing his Nip- name. Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck. He did Nip Tuck, and then he did Glee, and then American Horror Story, kind of right on the and the, the OJ Simpson thing, and the Clinton Lewinsky thing. Pose? Huh? Is he doing Pose? That FX series? I don't know. I know he's doing a Clinton Lewinsky. The way they did the People versus OJ, they're doing a Clinton Lewinsky docking like drama, dramatized. Yeah, Beanie uh, Feldstein is playing um, Monica like Lewinsky. Her. I was about to say something, but they, you'll put it in the outtakes, and I'll regret it. <laughs> I got one theory that we can put in outtakes real quick. That that I've been thinking a lot about a few good men, mm-hmm. and uh, something occurred to me that never has occurred to me before is that. Uh, Jace, Jessup might be right. Like, is he really all that wrong? That Santiago's life or death, no, no. while tragic, saved lives. It's not. It's he's culpable, but it's not his fault that Santiago died. He runs his unit the way he runs his unit, and his existence, while repugnant to you, probably saves reprehensible to you. Probably saves lives. Not wrong. What do you mean? How do you mean? No, he says Santiago's death. Well, tragic. How would it probably how does, save? How lives. does that save lives? 
the discipline, the code reds that they have down at uh, Gitmo, the way just, that he, he can't runs, just leave the base and be and still save lives. Oh. Uh. I think he would probably run his unit the way he ran Getmo, though. I think he would, uh, he would off the record, would encourage it as a disciplinary uh, practice within the ranks. He's already, he's already asked for a transfer, though. Why is he getting code redded? Because oh, you're talking about Santiago. Yeah, yeah. Because Sant- I thought that's what we were talking about. Yeah, it is. Uh, Jessup's reasoning is that to let him leave the base is to setting a precedent, the failure of the system, yeah. mm-hmm. and. Santiago's death, while tragic, is within the system. Oh, I see. Can't make a mom without no, breaking I think what you mean to say is not that Jessup was maybe right, but that he's justified, maybe. Uh, in his mind, I can absolutely see it. Like, if you had Markinson running that place, and say he transferred off a few people that didn't want to be there, that kind of thing. You know, there'd probably be a very small difference in the effectiveness of that that unit, but I, it may be appreciable. I, you know I, what I mean? I'm going to say 100 percent no. He's mm, not. Mm, he's mm, not right because mm. just just because of some idea that oh he left it's some sort of failure in the system. The death was a failure in the system too. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that's not what he's intending to happen and everything, but. Most of the people, ninety nine percent of the people on that base, love Jessup. We want to. They want to do everything for that guy. For someone to leave that base, they can. They can say, "Oh, well, he's the failure." Mm. And and it, unless there's some idea that him leaving the base is going to cause others to want to leave the base. Well, there's also the fence line shooting. So he's he's offering up information on Harold that may undercut the authority of. His command at get me. He's a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> There's your answer. <laughs> I will say that having someone like Jessup on the wall, you need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. Uh, is right. You do want to have somebody. Who's I like, also think his greater point that we don't want to know how the military sausage is made uh, is correct. Mm-hmm. That we generally don't, and the only reason we even are aware right now is because somebody died. Right. Um, right. He's a complex character. He is. Yes. Don't I feel like the fucking asshole? <laughs> no, the, one of the other things I was thinking about was um, setting up uh, the rivalry between Caffey and uh, Kendricks. Because Daniel's like, uh, Lieutenant Kendricks, may I call you John? And he's like, no, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, I thought it was on the stand, and I thought that was to, to really set up like... To show the jury what what uh, an asshole he was, but that was in the barracks when he was in Cuba, looking for it. And I was like, "Why would he do that?" But he's a casual cat, and they're contemporaries; they're equals. They're both lieutenants. Mm. So even though he calls Joe Joe, even though she outranks him, that's because he's in a casual environment. He and Sam are the same rank. He and Kendricks are the same rank. But Kendricks makes him call him Lieutenant Kendricks. Well, and Kendrick doesn't have respect for. Her- the navy right i love you says, navy boys yeah, you guys every time we need to go fight you guys give us a lift <laughs>
Also, that's like in Star Trek Four, where they go back in time and they come back with the whales and the woman from 1984, and they just put her on a starship mm-hmm. as a crew member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the kid at the end of Face Off that's Nicholas Cage's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Now you the family. Yeah. Child Protective yeah. Services, what? It's okay if we keep him? Plus, he doesn't even tell Jessica Lang. He just shows up and he's like, hey. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not Jessica yeah, Lang. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, Joan Allen. Joan, Joan Allen. Allen. Yeah, I get them messed up. Uh, yeah, they have, a, they have a similar look. It's like sudden kid. You cool with this? <laughs> she is. Yeah, we're, we're, and then the daughter like does the little face wipe thing. Yeah. <laughs> We do have a spare bedroom, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Jerry, Jerry... Dingleberry? <laughs> He's playing Gene Cousineau. Gene Cousineau, that's it. Uh, it's, uh, there's a poster... They, I think Barry goes to his uh, house, and there's a poster in the background that says... Uh, it says, uh, Gene Cousineau is 12 angry men. (laughs) 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 And they don't call attention to it. Is it just just in the background? That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) I want to be in that writer's room. I bet that is fucking hilarious. That's true. There, I, I mean, the the thing is about late night shows, though, is there's a sort of a limit to what you can do. That's mm-hmm. why I think a lot of people gravitated towards David Letterman way back in the day when he was the alternate to alternative to got Johnny Carson mm-hmm. and why people gravitated to Conan when he was the alternate to everybody else, because they were able to kind of get away with some some silly things, mm-hmm. some more silly, some sillier things. But you look at these late night things and it's like. It's like, th- here's some talented people doing stuff that's, I mean, they probably wrote it that day. and Absolutely. And yeah. they, they, they hit gold a lot. They just, it's just that it's not as funny as they can be a lot of times. All those shows, Kimmel, Fallon, Seth Meyers, Colbert, <laughs> they all run together for me. They have, none of them has done any job of differentiating themselves from the others. They actually, the only one that has... Is Jimmy Fallon, and that's only because he has the roots, and like they're able to, they do all those little tiny instrument songs with yeah, him and whatnot. Yeah. And Kimmel can't do that. But honestly, every time I see a clip of so and so from last night's talk shows being interviewed, I don't even remember who the fuck is interviewing them. <laughs> I just remember what they're saying in that clip. <clears throat> I was watching a Seth Meyers thing with Lord the other day, where uh, he's it's like day drinking is what it's called i guess yeah, i guess yeah, it's yeah. a i yeah, guess it's yeah. a series he does with a bunch of people but uh and uh and it was it was just a bunch of like you know them getting drunk in the day and him being stupid about her songs and everything and it's it's fun it's fun mm. especially if you're late at night you're trying to get to sleep and everything but when you're like actively punching on it to watch <laughs> it for for entertainment it's like eh it's amusing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Kind of amusing. I saw a headline from that appearance that was worded weirdly that said, Lord thrills her fans with a makeup-free appearance on Seth Meyers. And I thought, who the fuck wrote that headline? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think her fans were, like, taken to Insta to, like, oh, the goddess, she didn't wear makeup. They don't... I, she looked good without mayor. You wanted to mention that she wasn't wearing makeup, but you couldn't figure out a way to do it. That's how that headline was born. I'm not even sure you should notice if she's wearing makeup or not, but hey. I like Lord. I like Lord a lot. I do too, but she's probably weird. She is. I, I, when I was on vacation, I had this dream, very real dream, that she was passionately in love with me. Nice. 
I mean, I was with her too, but that's no surprise. Right. But she's she's in love with me. Like we were skyping. She was in New Zealand, and I was in America. And I was like, she was like, I can't stop thinking about you. Mm. I was like, Lord, <laughs> Lord, we can't do this. I'm married. I'm and married she was like, Lord. and she was like, I don't care. And so I woke up and I thought. Lord was in love with me for five seconds. I was like, yeah. See, I, I usually get the shit into that stick. Like, I'm waking up thinking some horrible thing is real for the first five minutes of my day. Oh, I've got teeth growing out of the roof of my mouth. Oh, wait. No, that was just a dream. Like, I don't have good dreams. I just have, like. Teeth growing out of the roof of my mouth. Okay, so actually, if I have not told you the story, when I was in high school and I had braces and retainers and all that bullshit, I had a nightmare. <clears throat> I had teeth growing out of the roof of my mouth, and I was in the bathroom looking in the mirror before I realized, oh, this was just a dream. It didn't actually happen. Was it partially because you had the retainer in? Oh, yeah. I was having to go to the orthodontist every three weeks for mouth invasions to get tightened and shit like that. (laughs) Yeah, man. That shit was awful. Like, braces are the worst. Oh, they are the worst. And uh, there's just, I mean, anybody who had them in the 90s has nightmares i'm sure of it. did you, did you ever have the the piece of wire that would come off of your trunk tooth and start roofing into your yes, lip your lip yeah Eesh. yep Eesh. oh it was the worst yeah and then Eesh. every time you went for a tightening you couldn't eat anything <laughs> it's like because <laughs> well, like, you would bite down and it, your teeth were literally too tight to bite anything yeah it's the worst <laughs> my brother didn't have to have braces a bastard <laughs> oh wow well they turned out nicely though. they turned out well Every, the, both of you have very nice teeth. eight of these are fake so and you've all, got a couple for not these two right here man right here fake fake as shit mm. however much my parents spent on those fake, braces fake 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 <laughs> i did not do i did not do them well you know what I noticed though? I thought I was uh, uh, an asshole kid for having to get fillings and stuff when I was when I was younger because I had cavities and shit like mm. that. But now, having watched Dune, I realize that everybody has. <laughs> oh, when they open their mouths and you see all the metal in there, yeah, and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. like there's several scenes in Dune where people are like, ah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can see all their fillings. Yeah, and it's and like that's a real shit too. And it's like that's holy a- shit, like everybody has that. I yeah, guess. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was before they were doing it with white shit. Like yeah. my parent, all my parents' fillings are visible. Yeah, and were when I was growing up, and somewhere around, I don't remember what it was, but they started. Stop using like lead and other mm-hmm. damaging metals and started using something that was white. And you, so I've got fillings that you, if I'm ever in Dune screaming, ah, yeah. you won't see my fillings. Yeah, mm. you'll see mine. Mine, I, I have those, whatever you have metal fi- fillings? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, so you can still beat a lie detector test if you want to. Ooh, that's very um, interesting. That was one of the ways uh, when I was doing the forensic psych, there's two ways. There's the tack in the shoe and then there's the gum wrapper in your, in your teeth. So... <clears throat> You want to create a ceiling effect for all the uh, the answers if you go to a, a polygraph. And I don't know if you've experienced this because I've never had metal fillings. But if you get if you're chewing gum and you get some of the aluminum wrapper in the filling, apparently it creates some sort of reaction to where if you chomp down on it, mm-hmm. it's apparently extremely painful. Oh yeah. Um, Maybe mine aren't that then maybe they're it may be a certain type they of, might be a uh, certain metal. type of like it, it may not even be metal it may just be a, a, still a silver or black or gray or whatever fucking filling that they oh, okay so i doubt i doubt it's metal because i feel like i would have experienced some really weird shit yeah apparently that's that's hard to do so if you do that it's it's virtually undetectable if you've got it that far back and on the control questions they're like is your name jeremy scott you just bite down on that 
You yeah, the but pain. then every answer spikes, and they know you're doing something. Like in that movie, Harsh Times, with Christian Bale, where the guy doing the polygraph says, I've been doing this since you were swimming in your daddy's balls, and you're either clenching your butthole, or you've got a tack in your shoe, and I'm going to tell you right now, stop it. Doesn't matter. That's the admissible evidence is polygraph data. And if you fuck with it, you fuck with it. If you got a tack in your shoe that you uh, you press on. What's crazy in that movie your butthole. is he's doing that and he goes through. He, he injects clean piss into the tip of his thing. No! Oh, I didn't. Before he goes in to take a piss test. It, oh, it, it's acting, but it looks excruciating. And like, Freddie Rodriguez is in the passenger seat going, oh, man. He goes through all of this, and they still find out he smoked weed, and they still offer him the job. It, what, what, Christian Bale? Yeah. Oh, Christian, he, ba- Christian Bale did that for real. Yeah. Oh, I bet he did. I bet he did. I bet he did. A he method injects actor. clean piss. <laughs> yes. Reversal. Yes, he takes out a turkey baster and puts it ah! in. And he screams. It sounds really awful. Wow. And David Ayer was like, yeah, give me give me that take again. <laughs> it sounds very, it makes me feel smarter just listening to him talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the, uh, the girls in uh, Love Act. Well, you haven't seen Love Actually, but uh, when... The British guy goes over to America and meets up with Alicia Dushku and uh, Shannon Elizabeth and the other hot girls. Does that movie cross paths with Jay and Silent Bob somehow? No, he he goes to the States because he's like, women love guys with a British accent, even if they're stupid like me. And he goes over. But Elijah Dushku and Shannon Elizabeth are both in this movie? Sorry, Alicia them. Cuthbert. Yeah. Oh, you scared me for a second. Right. I didn't to drink Alicia every Cooper, time. It's Barry January Jones, wrong. and it's uh, Jones. Uh, some model that was hot shit back in 1999. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but the but but yeah, like he goes into the bar. He goes into this average bar in Milwaukee, and these <laughs> like all three of them come in, and he just starts talking to them. And like the next scene, he's being led into their their apartment or whatever, and you see the shadows of them throwing clothes all over the place. Oh, right, because he's British. I want to just work the opposite. Like if I go over to London and talk American, to, will I have a threesome? Yeah. They do love. That's Amer- how that works. <laughs> they do love American accents, from what what I've experienced. Yes, yeah, they uh, is it uh, Daniel Radcliffe was saying something like, uh, I can't remember what this was in context for, but he said, he said uh, he's like, you guys uh, out here are always making fun of Southern accents, but like out in out in uh, in England, we always we like that. That's like because we think of cowboys and stuff. When we well, when interesting. We, when I went to uh, uh, Cardiff, Wales, uh, I got a lot of comments on my accent. They were like, oh, hello. Have we even started the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get more water, actually. 